Welcome to the Building the Elite Podcast, where we discuss the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of human performance within military special operations by looking at the principles that can help anyone thrive in chaotic and challenging environments. Over the past 15 years, John and I have worked with thousands of clients in different circumstances, from special operations prep to civilians looking to drop a few pounds. One of the most consistent mistakes we see clients make is falling into the all-or-nothing trap, alternating between phases of intense effort and consistency, and then doing close to nothing. The fitness industry consistently reinforces the get-ripped-in-30-days mentality. Unfortunately, this is also a recipe for frustration and poor results. Today's podcast discusses an alternative perspective, sprint and maintenance phases, and why it's far more effective for long-term success. Periods of growth, called sprints, and maintenance are the antidote to the all-or-nothing mindset. Sprints are periods of highly focused training where your goal is to progress significantly in some aspect of your physical capacity. For example, you might focus on building four or five pounds of muscle in two to three months, or emphasize dropping one to two minutes off your mile and a half time run over eight to 12 weeks, or you might spend three to six months preparing for an event like a triathlon, obstacle course race, or other endurance event. In general, Sprints are typically one to three months in length. The exception to this rule is training for a soft selection, which usually takes one to two years of consistent training to prepare for adequately. You can still have maintenance periods during these sprints, but you must focus most of this period on growth. Maintenance periods are when your goal is to maintain 80 to 90% of your fitness. This does not mean that you must maintain 80 to 90% of your training volume from sprint periods. While fitness improvements are hard earned, they are much easier to maintain. It may take 10 to 15 hours per week of consistent training to make significant improvements for a well-trained individual. However, you can typically maintain most of your fitness with just 30 to 50% of that training volume on a weekly basis. Maintenance periods can last as long as they need to. If you're starting a family or a challenging career, that might mean years. Going through a tough training course or a semester at school might mean one to two months of lighter training. The difference between doing something and nothing is not subtle. Instead of precipitously losing fitness, you can hold on to most of your capability, setting yourself up to make rapid progress when you have the bandwidth to shift your energy to training nutrition, and recovery. It can be helpful to think of this concept through analogy. Throughout life, your goal is to slowly accumulate assets to build a life for yourself and your family. You'll have years when you'll make more than you spend, and you'll have some years where breaking even or even spending a bit more than you earn is inevitable. And when life hits a road bump and you have to spend some of your emergency savings, you'll continue paying your mortgage and you won't raid your retirement savings unless absolutely necessary. So, while you spend some of your assets, you also maintain others. You should think of your physical health and performance the same way. Some periods you'll be focusing on accumulating physical assets. Strength, conditioning, moving better, improving your diet, things like that. If you're starting a family or a challenging new job, 
you may spend some of your physical resources to have the requisite time and energy for other priorities. But just like you don't spend your life savings on a whim, being busy for a while shouldn't mean you stop doing all physical activity or eating a healthy diet. Let's take a closer look at maintenance blocks. The fundamental principle of maintenance blocks is to avoid trading away what you already have. Returning to our financial analogy, your goal is to maintain as much of your assets as possible. Physically, this means keeping your conditioning, strength, movement quality, and overall health via nutrition and stress management. Depending on your current capacities and competing demands, you might see slight dips in some domains. But, like a period of financial stress where you continue making your mortgage payments and don't spend your retirement savings, you can do enough to maintain most of your physical capacities. This means you should follow the following principles. First, always do some strength work and conditioning work. Don't become a professional powerlifter. Only lifting heavy things is an excellent way to destroy your overall athleticism and resilience in pretty much everything outside of lifting heavy weights. More importantly, you can get really strong without losing a baseline of conditioning necessary for health and every other task in life other than lifting those heavy weights. Similarly, don't become a pure endurance athlete. One strength at workout per week is enough to maintain the overwhelming majority of your strength. You can become an excellent endurance athlete without sacrificing your hard-won strength. Second, It requires very little energy and time to maintain and much more to build physical capacities. Unlike money, responses to exercise are non-linear. If you run 5 to 8 miles in a week instead of the 30 that you're used to, you don't get 20 to 30% of the training effect. You probably maintain 80 to 90% of your current capacity, at least for a while. And even after months of lower training volumes, you'll retain a good deal of your current ability. Another analogy from the business world is applicable here. Pay yourself first. This principle of entrepreneurship states that you should pay yourself first before investing in other aspects of your business. It seems counterintuitive, but it has a powerful positive effect on long-term success because you are your business's primary asset. If you're not investing in yourself and seeing the fruits of your efforts, you won't stay engaged long enough to find success. Maintaining your physical capacity through maintenance blocks is just like paying yourself first. Regardless of your goals, being a healthy and physically capable human only makes things better, and recapturing it when it's lost is exponentially more difficult than maintaining it. So, no matter what's going on, you should always shoot to do what you must to maintain your current physical capacity. If you have the bandwidth to devote more than that, you can focus on a sprint block. Sprints are periods of highly focused training where your goal is to progress significantly in some aspect of your physical capacity. These are what most people are used to doing when they pursue a specific goal, like losing some weight or getting stronger. The difference between a sprint phase and the typical all-or-nothing approach is that we'll never sacrifice our foundational capacities for one goal during a sprint. For example, we might focus on building strength but won't abandon all conditioning work. Or we might focus on improving running, but we'll do enough strength work to maintain our hard-won capacities. We can also use sprints to pursue small side goals like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, surfing, or climbing. When pursuing these, we should always keep our long-term goals in mind. 
If we want to become a soft operator, we can't afford to stop running for six months. And even if we're not training to be a soft operator or something similar, we should ask ourselves if we're chasing novelty or if what we're doing serves a purpose. Having a wide range of interests and a broad athletic background benefits almost all long-term goals. But we must consider our timeline. If we are training for a career in soft and have a selection coming up, it must be our sole focus for at least one to two years. We can focus on getting jacked or really good at pajama wrestling later. Even if our goal is to be a healthy and capable person with varied interests, this does not mean we should stop all exercise every time life gets busy or shift programs if we see a cool Instagram post that sparks our interest. Maintaining a solid baseline of core physical competency is the foundation of a lifetime of health and meaningful physical pursuits. Changing our training emphasis every time we get bored shows immaturity and a need for more purpose and direction. People who are exceptional at anything do the same things repeatedly. They don't get bored because they find motivation and purpose in the process. This is what allows them to build depth and expertise. When considering if a sprint is worth pursuing, we should first ask ourselves if the goal of the sprint will impede our long-term goals. If it does, we should say no. If it doesn't, the next step is to figure out the balance of our efforts. A simple way to think about this process is to do the work necessary to maintain our capacities first, and then do the extra work required to achieve our sprint goal. For example, if we're doing a sprint block to improve our running, we plan at least one strength day first and then figure out our running plan. Suppose we want to focus on jiu-jitsu. In that case, we should schedule the minimum strength and conditioning work required to maintain and then figure out how many days of jiu-jitsu we can fit into our schedule. Sprints can last from weeks to months. The sprint length depends on the competing demands in our lives and our goal. The important thing to keep in mind is that your entire life cannot be a sprint. You're going to need to have downtimes where you're enjoying life and you have less structured training time, just enough to generally maintain or only slowly be losing some of your fitness. Preparing for a soft selection is an excellent example of the extreme end of how long a sprint can last. While a soft selection workup can include maintenance blocks, the overwhelming majority of the 6-24 to 24 months necessary to adequately prepare for a soft selection must be a sprint. This might sound extreme, but successful soft candidates don't meet the standards. They crush them. And physical competency is part of their job. It's not a fun diversion. How we think about the sprint and maintain process is as important as what we do. The first aspect of this mindset is acknowledging that there is no perfect future where we can do everything and that we must focus on what we can control. Along with avoiding discomfort, we tend to tell ourselves stories about how there will be a magic time in our future when our current challenges and limitations will fall away and we'll stick to the workout plan and eat perfectly every day. The problem is that the person you are tomorrow is the same as you are today if you cannot do the hard thing today. Life also rarely gets simpler or easier. The root of the sprint and maintain mindset, accepting that things will never be perfect and we need to make the most out of what we have today if we have any hope of becoming the people we want to be tomorrow. 
By doing this and focusing on what we can do to influence the trajectory of our lives, we strengthen our internal locus of control, which is one of the most potent indicators of resilience and long-term growth. The core tenet of an internal locus of control is that we must accept our reality and cope as well as we can. By doing this, we practice the skills needed to build consistency, even if what we're doing doesn't feel like a hypothetical, perfect approach, we're still doing what we can with what we've got, investing in ourselves and moving forward. The second aspect of the sprint and maintain mindset is that we must embrace trade-offs. For example, to pursue a career in soft, you must give up time spent with friends partying and having fun, physical comfort, sign away your life to the military for at least five years, give up your physical safety, and willingly, physically, mentally, and emotionally push yourself to the edge of your capability. Or if you want to be a great friend or spouse, you must give up mental and emotional comfort, be willing to have difficult conversations, and invest significant time and energy to others. To be great at anything requires sacrifice. Energy and time are finite, and the more consciously we choose how to spend it, including what we say no to, the more effective we become. If we're chasing everything, we'll never have anything. We'll never find meaning if we're distracted by a million desires, regretting what we didn't do, or fantasizing about everything we could do. Maturity is accepting that there are many things that we can do, but choosing only to do what truly matters to us. It's not easy to say no to something that we'd like to do, to give ourselves bandwidth for something more important, because we will never be certain if we made the right decisions until we face their consequences. But regardless of how it turns out, it's far better to live with conviction and commitment. And how we think about these sacrifices matters. There's value in the things that we give up. We treasure expensive things or challenging experiences because of what we had to give up to attain them. Time, money, and comfort. We must embrace these trade-offs. We can't waste precious time and energy fretting about the hours spent training instead of watching TV, pursuing hobbies, or hanging out with friends and family. When we consider those things, we should see them as part of the investment, a value add. We may not want to make that trade-off forever, but we see it as part of the process, which provides us with motivation and meaning to continue moving forward. The third aspect of the sprint maintenance mindset is that we must embrace the process. The all-or-nothing approach is a symptom of a fixed mindset, where we see challenges and setbacks as permanent failures. Giving up when things are challenging and telling ourselves that the future will magically be better is equivalent to saying that you don't have what it takes to make an effort today. It's a sign of needing external validation through constant, uninterrupted progress. Conversely, a growth mindset is strengthened by embracing the sprint and maintain cycle. By accepting that ups and downs are a normal and unavoidable part of long-term growth, we don't give up or wait for some perfect future to start. Instead, we do our best with what we have and constantly strive to adapt and adjust to our reality. We don't need constant validation from progress. We understand that maintaining one capacity to open up bandwidth for growth in another is a natural part of the process. 
The all-or-nothing approach is outcome-focused, and the sprint and maintain is process-oriented. The first leads to frustration and stagnation, while the latter leads to consistent growth. Applying the sprint and maintain approach requires that we do some hard work to understand our values and look at the long-term trajectory of our lives. Saying no is hard to do if we don't know what matters to us or if we look to exercise for validation, entertainment, or our sense of purpose. If you find yourself constantly shifting goals, blaming the training program for your lack of consistency, or needing novelty for motivation, the answer is to look within. Ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish? What matters the most to me? And what is the role of exercise in the execution of those goals. When we know the answers to these questions, the sprint and maintain approach becomes the path. It doesn't make application easy, but it provides a model for consistent growth and progress. That's all for today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really makes a difference and helps others discover our podcast. And if you think someone you know might enjoy this episode, please share it with them. To learn more about training for special operations or elite tactical fields, please visit our website, buildingtheelite.com. There you can find many free resources for anyone interested in doing hard things well and training options for a wide range of careers. From special operations prep to civilians looking to become more fit, capable, and resilient. On our site, you can find free training guides that help you understand the preparation process for various soft selection courses. We have a free profile tool that will analyze your individual performance data, compare it to standards needed to succeed in your chosen selection course, and highlight your limiting factors and what you should prioritize in your training. We also have training programs that address the full spectrum of performance development, from physical to mental, and include daily mental skill practices to help train the mental and emotional skills necessary to excel in challenging careers. 